Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins. It is Ignite Week. It is Gold Rush Week. I am joined as always by my problem child, my good buddy, Dave Robinson. Dave, we were discussing off this off air how you cut your hair because of Mr. Mark True uh, touched it at Buckle Up. Um, so well, we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, yeah. But of course it is ignited, Buckle Up, uh, not Buckle Up, it's Gold Rush uh, now. And we wouldn't be here or talking, well, it wouldn't be right for us to be talking, Gold Rush. Without the man who's had a bit of a week, uh, we'll get into it. He had a bit of a stressful start, but the end was good because he's now an official Hall of Famer. He can rub shoulders <laughs> with the likes of Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Steve Austin and co. It is the Ignite owner, Mr. CJ Carter. Good evening to you. <clears throat> hey, thank you very much. What, a, what an intro. Hall of, I don't know if I'm quite alongside Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan just yet, but, you know, I yeah, I am a Hall of Famer in my own right. <laughs> got not, a hall of fame ring that is it <laughs> i've got my own hall of fame ring yeah Thanks uh, to, uh the guys at ubw and congratulations to them for 10 years um, yeah yeah it was a great uh, show their 10 year yeah. anniversary just this past weekend um yeah yeah and, and it was an honor to be inducted into their hall of fame um yeah it's great richly deserved as i said on a oh, thank post. you thank um, you we mentioned at the start you've had a bit of a week uh <laughs> It started a little bit uh, on the bad side, uh, on the sort of stressful side. Um, so I'll, I'll break it down a little bit and you can add a little bit to it. So obviously, as any promoter, um, you, you book talents to come on shows um, and then you get a dreaded text that you don't, you know, you don't really want to get two weeks. No, not any time really, but two weeks before. But uh, the tag team act two that you'd booked for against Rebellion. Um, look, they got a bigger opportunity for a, a big show on the same day and they were very gracious they said to you look you know they apologized profusely but they wanted to do that show and there's nothing you could really do you didn't stand in their way you obviously said good luck to them it's a big opportunity for them but that's not but as a promoter stress goes into overdrive at that point right <clears throat> yeah 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 i mean look it's by far not the first time i've i've, I've lost no. talents two weeks or a week before the show but I mean, it was a painful one to take. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, they're they're a tag team I've I've followed for for like a, a good like a year, if not longer. I've had my eye on them all of this year. Wanted to bring them in, and and for me, this this was a dream match, right? Um, it's a match I've wanted all year, really. I tried them in July. Um, they they couldn't do that. I tried them before that in the April. They couldn't do that one either. So it was like right, September was the first one they could do, and it was for me. It was like rebellion are one of if not the best tag team in the south and they are fast becoming the best tag team in the midlands north and i wanted that real clash of the north and south best tag teams that you know they're two teams that always wanted to face each other and never have um so it was a real flagship match for us and um and yeah they were actually the first act no pun intended that mm -hmm. that I announced on this show, like even before Buckle Up had happened, I announced that Act Two were debuting. This was this was a big this was a big deal. This match, so yeah, it was a painful one to take, but at the same time, it's like what a huge opportunity for them. You know, like look, I was an active wrestler this time last year, um, and 
you know, I know what it's like when a big opportunity falls on your lap and you just can't let these things pass. They come along like once in a career sometimes. And yeah, they came to me and they, and they said, you know, would you mind if we took this? And it's like, I'm not going to get in the way of them, you know, you know, their careers could potentially blow up off the back of this. So, you know, good luck to them. I wish them all the best, but yeah, it, it was, it was difficult. And, you know, trying to find another tag team of that caliber, uh with two weeks to go is not is not easy you know and there's a lot of shows going on around the country um so yeah made it made it a little bit tricky so but i guess that's just that's what comes with with being a promoter and running shows you know it, in april on april show we lost warren banks uh you know 48 hours before the show yeah. um and it, it these things happen you know we we lost what we had the lads booked in February of this year and Ben got injured the night before the show. I got, you know, I got a phone call at 11 o'clock um, on the Saturday night to say Ben's injured his ankle in a tag match. You know, what are we going to do? <laughs> so it's like, you know, ah, like what? You've just lost half of a tag team, What? you know, 12 hours before your show. Um, you know, it's stressful and it's not ideal. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a pretty stressful start to last week. Um, but, you know, we got there. And we got TK Cooper debuting now. So, you know, that's huge. That's massive for Ignite. And, um, yeah, who knows? We might even have Sunshine Machine in the future as well after this. So, who knows? Who knows? Let's start. I think that's the best match to start with as we've spoken about it. So, obviously, you had to book at this point now the Rebellion as a tag will not be happening, but they will be there still as a team. Uh, but it's Taylor James and, and TK Cooper um, <clears throat> that will be having a single match on the show. For me, um, and I've been looking at this and maybe begrudgingly for you as considering he retired you and all the stuff that's gone on. <laughs> but Taylor is now at that level where he really is got to be going against. He went against Oku. He had a tremendous show in there. Michael obviously picked up the win in that last show. But Taylor is now at a point where he can really only start be He can really, as a singer, only take on the best of the best, isn't he? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look... <laughs> Taylor is someone that I've known for a good while. And, um, you know, he was one of the first names down when it came to um, starting Ignite and, and having people part of that. And, you know, it, he was already by that point, probably one of the best in one of the best tag teams in the country. And, and I, you know, look, Rebellion have been a large part of Ignite as well, but I really do see something special in Taylor. I always have. I really, there's, he's got that star charisma about him that you just, you can't necessarily teach, right? You know, there he's a great worker. Jack's an amazing worker as well. They're, they're a great tag team and there's lots of amazing workers, but there's sometimes there's just a little something in certain talents and you're just like, ah, they've got that one special thing that you can't necessarily teach. And I think Taylor's got that. And I really think, after the Oku match, people are starting to sit up and notice that. You know, he he tore it down with arguably the best wrestler we have in this country right now. Uh, one of the best in the world, I would say, with Oku. And he was, you know, he held his own. He's, he was completely on Oku's level. And I think people are, yeah, totally waking up to the fact that Taylor is going to be one of the best in the country as a singles wrestler as well as a tag. And so, yeah, to come off the back of that match with Oku and now to face TK, who in himself is a former Progress Tag Team Champion, a former Rev Pro Tag Team Champion. You know, he's done it all, been all over the country, um, wrestled everyone there is to wrestle. So, it you know, doesn't get that much bigger than TK either. 
So what a great follow-up match for Taylor James. Absolutely. Dave, what about you? For this yeah, um, we had Michael Oku on and he, he said about Taylor, you know, Michael was perhaps expected to put a hell of a performance on. He was the big star going on to the show, but Taylor more than held his own and he was Michael's equal that night. Uh, for you, CJ, um, when you're looking at bringing stars from outside, you Michael Oku's and in this case, TK Cooper, is there uh, an element of trust that you know you, you you you've already got for Taylor, and you know that you can put him in that situation, bring those guys in, and give a real good account of Ignite? Yeah, you nailed it. Like you completely nailed it. Like I know whoever I put Taylor in there with, um, he is going to put on one hell of a show, and you know I want to make sure that. From now on, I am bringing in people that are going to help elevate him as well, and show the you know, and show the country that he is at their level. You know, yeah. you know, and like a yeah, you're right. I hundred percent trust him to have an incredible match with whoever comes in. But B, it's about everyone else realizing that Taylor's at a TK Cooper's level, and like you know, and you know, sadly that might mean in the months and years to come that he'll fly his wings and and he'll leave the ignite nest at some point and go off to bigger and better things as does happen with people um doesn't mean they can't still come back um you know look at lando he's returning in november with you know he was on every ignite show for the first year and then you know he blew up he got huge and it just it becomes slightly harder to get them at that point because you know everyone's wanting a piece of them and um you know we've got lando coming back in and I, and I truly feel that taylor will be one of those next people that takes that next step up and he'll be on the rep pros and the progresses and the tnts and and then yeah it may be, become harder to kind of get him at that point um but yeah i you know i hope that does happen yeah and we always say make the most of what you've got because you never know when that time will we don't have them uh, and that's not just me personally, that's just wrestling as well uh, yeah. from uh, my bank. Anyway, um, move on to uh, breakout. So I, I had an interview this. I spoke to the lovely Jackson Hart today. Uh, we was talking uh, about the breakout division and we're going to talk about it now. Uh, I am, what's the admit, my pronunciation of names is very poor, as Dave would know. And we talk in AW. Don't, you didn't have to agree, Dave. You could have just said I'm improving. But anyway, nevertheless, um, Adonis Payne against Remy. Here we go. Uh, Adet Juni. Is that right? Is that close? Mm, it's close enough. It's yeah. not... <laughs> well, that's as good as you're going to get from me. Unfortunately. So I apologize to Remy in advance. Don't beat me up on Sunday. Adonis Payne against Remy. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Fine. Um, breakout division. Um, Adonis, pre very much a tag team specialist again with uh, Artemis. They've held tag team title for over a year in some in some other companies. They're really good together. I don't know a lot about Remy. So for, one of the first questions is, what are we going to expect with Remy? And secondly, does Adonis Payne going to have to be really quick and realise now that he's in a single? Because when you're tagging for so long, you do get used to that tag team environment. He's not going to be able to reach out and make that tag. <clears throat> Yeah, man. Like, so these are, again, these two people I've had my eyes on for a long time. Uh, Remy is someone who I actually trained um, probably about 18 months ago, maybe two, maybe two years ago. Like what? Yeah, it's 2023 now. So um, I was, you know, when I was still wrestling myself and I was wrestling at Apex quite a lot, I was taking training up there and uh, and he was a trainee up there um and he was there every week and i was taking training every week and like he just stood out for me amongst the entire pack i was just like man this guy is so athletically gifted it is unbelievable um he is gonna definitely go on to big things i'm gonna keep my eye on this guy and then you know 
Um, he, he kind of he went off and did some stuff with WrestleVolf for a long time, and that's all he was kind of doing. And I kind of kept my eye on him, and it was like, right, when the right opportunity comes along, I'm gonna bring this guy in. Um, and just and just recently, it's kind of like it's now he's starting to branch out and move to different places. Like he's he's now kind of aligned himself with the eight seven, and he's part along with Warren Banks and Roy Johnson and Alexander Roth and Harrison Leon now doing that with them as well. And I kind of felt like it was the right time to bring him in. And um, and Adonis is also someone I've had my eyes on for a long time. So I actually had Adonis Payne's one of his first ever matches on a main show so it, you know he'd had a few kind of academy shows because he trained at square one so he did a few square one shows but his first show on a, on a main ubw show was against myself and charles crowley um and he was tagging we yeah, yeah the great charles crowley you know me and him at, at a at a you know we, we were kind of like tied together forever at ubw <laughs> it's like big feud and then we went into doing like a tag team thing um and so yeah we had a tag match against um Ad Adonis Payne and Truman Roswell and that and that was one of his one of his first ever matches and his first match on the main show and I was like and I was blown away with how with how good he was at such a kind of early point in his career so that was another person I've been keeping my eye on ever since um and that that match was only September 21 I think so. Yeah, so pretty much two years ago to the month by the time he comes in, wow. so not really that long. And um, yeah, he's he's been doing great things in the Odyssey with Artemis since then. Um, so yeah, maybe it will be a bit strange for him coming in and doing a singles now because he hasn't done an awful lot of singles stuff. Um, he, he did a little bit when he first started out, but he very quickly kind of aligned himself with with Artemis at UBW and started doing the Odyssey tag, and they've kind of blown up and you know they're double tag champs. Um, obviously, we've used Artemis at Ignite yeah. as well. And um, so, yeah, we will have the Odyssey there, but they're not together. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a great platform for both of these two to kind of show everyone what they're about. Um, and, yeah, I've had my eyes on them for ages. So, I, you know, I'm sure they're going to tear it up and do the breakout division proud. In, uh, in regards to the breakout division, CJ... Um, tell us a little bit more about that and the idea behind it. Is it more? Is it to supplement the roster that you already have, or are you looking at these matches and and hoping that these breakout stars can come and join your roster? What's the What's the idea behind it? So, so I mean, yeah, the opportunity is absolutely there for everyone in the breakout to end up as part of the main roster. You know, it was actually one of the first concepts that I came up with when I started Ignite. It was, you know, because I was previously running Clash with Gene Money, who's back on this show. And um, the, it, Clash was built up with quite a lot of names at the time. So we brought in a lot of people from Progress at the time. It was, you know, and people that me and me and Gene Money wrestled with. And um, I felt that I kind of felt that there was anything lacking with with Clash or something, not lacking, but something that I felt was maybe missing slightly was the ability to maybe give some of the newer guys opportunities right off the bat. So um, people who maybe aren't as experienced and, you know, maybe won't have the greatest match on the card. Maybe they will. You don't know. But let's give some people some opportunities because without an opportunity, you're not going to go anywhere. And it's that first getting that first kind of like big chance or big opportunity, the first ability for people to get eyeballs on you outside of your home promotion. That's what really counts. And it's that's the hardest thing to, to do, I would say, on the British wrestling scene, because once you kind of you'd always start off somewhere, right? You'll always start off at like a home promotion and you'll be booked there consistently, but it's branching out to that next place or the second place or the, and just 
you know, making a name somewhere else, that's when people go, oh, okay. So he's not just liked by that one promotion. He's also being used over here and over there. So, and that's why I wanted the breakout division to be like an opportunity to bring in these newer people, sh- get some new eyeballs on them. And yeah, also, as you've pointed out quite rightly, test out some talent as well. Like yeah. see who's about, like let's see who can really deliver in this breakout division. And, you know, if, if they do, they'll become part of the main roster, you know, in, in the first year, Taylor James and Nino Bryant were the first breakout division match. Um, and look where they are now. Smashing Mike was in the breakout division. Look, he's in, he's, he's challenging for the first ever hitting the turnbuckle turnbuckle championship this Sunday, right? That's yeah. huge. Um, Taylor James wrestled Michael Oku on the last show. You know, these two people, you know, Nino Bryant won the first breakout division. Um, and he's now a mainstay for us. And he's also, he's now become purpose champion. So, you know, um, Xander Bryant, who became mainstay on the, on the roster, um, although he hasn't been on the last couple of shows, but he'll be back. He'll be back. And, um, Mark True, <laughs> your favorite person, Adam, Mark True, who, <laughs> uh, he had two yeah. attempts at this and he failed them both. <laughs> Mark True. He was in the breakout division. So just look at those names, right? Like they have become mainstays since. And that's completely and utterly the goal. So um, yeah, bring people in, get some new eyeballs on them, have one match per show that is dedicated to new talent and potentially become a main roster ignite talent, you know. That that's that's the goal, yeah. Awesome. And I and I'm pretty I'm proud of it. I am proud of it too, like because I do I do feel like it's given some people opportunities. Well, yeah. definitely. He's got that track record as well. Some of the names you've just mentioned, you know, some of the matches there they've gone on to since being part of the bracket division, that opportunity is there and you've created that. So that's, you know, a real, a real good feather in the cap for Ignite. Thanks, man. Thank you. We have to talk about him now, don't we? Right. Okay. Um, the next match on, well, the next match we're going to talk about, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, CJ, am I right in, in the winner of this match will potentially be next in line for a title opportunity? down the line absolutely yeah yeah they can have a title shot uh anytime they want and and it can be any title they want now there's there's two on the line now so yeah um obviously at the time there was only one title nino nino cashed his in and immediately got jumped by taylor on the way out and kind of cost him that one and Corey ended up still walking away with the title so it's not it's not a given that the person who's going to cash in is going to end up winning that title (laughs) but yeah they if you win the breakout division, you have the ability to challenge for the Ignite Championship or now the Turnbuckle Championship as well. So, yeah. What about the match in question, uh, Mark and Nino? Um, are the winners <laughs> of that potentially down the line? Look, at, are they at that stage now? Well, Mark is a champion. He keeps rubbing it in on socials that he's two belt true in other places. Yeah, I, I called him something else beginning with T. Uh, at the end, of it. it wasn't true. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he had four letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um so he was on there uh, so he's two belt true other way now, look I- i'm gonna have to give him some praise the guy's done some great things he got a big victory over charles crowley at the last show albeit by a bit of shenanigans nino was very impressive against scotty rourke so these are the two where you know you sort of say the Corys and the taylors 
and then you've got the knee then you've got right really behind them you've got the likes of these two guys mark and, and nino and this is going to be the match that really ascertains who's next <clears throat> yeah yeah totally like you know one another thing that i'm really proud of at ignite as well as the breakout division is the fact we have a, a real good core roster of people you know something you know core group of talents on every show that all the fans can emotionally invest in. They can see them grow show to show. They've been with us from the beginning all the way through um, and love him or hate him. And most people do hate him. He's, you know, he can, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a big mouth on him. Old true. He's bloody brilliant in the ring. He is. He just is right. Like there's no denying it. And the problem is he bloody knows it. That's the problem. And, and he loves to tell me all the time when you put in the belt on me when you put me in the main events it's like come on man you like earn it right earn it Seth. okay you know um show me that you deserve a title shot of some kind and that that doesn't you know that doesn't come with just one win the win was huge against crowley granted it's huge but you know you don't get a title shot just off that the back where that one win so um but yeah these are two Core Ignite talents have been with us. Nino's been with us since show one and has been on every single show since. True's been with us since show two and has, I think, only missed one show since. So, um, and they, they've had, all of them have had incredible matches. You know, True has two brilliant matches with Smashing Mike, um, who, uh, you know, people still talk about those matches now. And obviously the breakout division final that they were both in, Last November, people still say it's one of the best matches that Ignite's ever put on. So, you know, they're, they're incredibly talented. There's no denying that. But yeah, whoever comes off the back of this, I think we'll probably have some kind of say for at some point getting a title shot. So I guess we'll see what happens. And, you know, I would not be surprised to see this be a match of the night or even match of the year either. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I love the booking of this match because not only, as you say, have you got Nino, uh, Nino's coming off the back of a big win as well as Buckle Up, as well as Mark True. You know, Nino picked up the win against Scotty Rourke. So, you know, something's got to give really in this match. And this could really show us which one of the two is going to go on now uh, and really push on in Ignite. That's it. That's it. You know, True never shuts up about wanting a title shot. Nino wants to get back round to his title shot because obviously he had his title shot against Corey, but that was kind of like jumped and ended unceremoniously by Taylor James. So I never really got a fair shot at it, really, to be honest. And he wants to get back round to that again. And I don't know that for a fact. He's just not quite as loud mouthed about it as, as Mark True. So who <laughs> is you seem to forget that before True comes out, he goes, oi, 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 oi. And that's probably what he says to you before he starts <laughs> talking about his uh title show. But don't worry, Rachel's got him a baby bell, so he can he can eat that. And, <laughs> and hopefully he'll be eating a few fists from Nino. But not that I'm not that I'm biased. And kicks and headbutts. Oh yeah, we forgot knees. to mention that True pushed Dave's hair in, in the last show and ever since then it's felt falling out. As uh, as you say, so True has that look what's happened to it since he touched it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did a bridge. So, You're looking sharp, man. I like it. You know, both, both got some sharp new haircuts going, so it's all right. Yeah, we're rocking it, man. We're rocking it. Sorry, sorry. We'll steer I've the st conversation away from the hair. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. I've kept uh, I've kept the dreads in a shoebox, Ad. If you want something making up, <laughs> I'm sure uh, Rach could work a magic and give you a glow up. Yeah, maybe we'll get and get. I'll give them to Rachel, and she can work her magic on them and put them on me. See what I look like. Uh, I would imagine what I was kind of what I was calling true. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's move on swiftly and quickly to probably one of the grudge matches on the card. And I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Kira Chimera, Aluna Blue, no DQ. Backstory on this, uh, bitter end. Uh, Kira beat Aluna with the bat. 
she did use the bat, but she uh, very sneakily used the bat to beat her, uh, but got the win. Um, Aluna comes back a, a buckle up, beats Artemis, gets jumped by Akira. And that's kind of set this match up. CJ, was your hand kind of forced with this? Because she used the bat. Aluna's come backstage and said, look, I... I don't, you know, I don't want to have any rules with this match because, you know, she used the bat. I want to be able to use something. So with your hands kind of tied when you had to kind of think of how are we going to put these two together in a match where pretty much anything goes? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, look, Kira has used the bat twice. Um, and, you know, we've had a couple of no DQ matches already at, at Ignite. And I think, you know, it's a great way to end this feud. Um, Aluna wanted it. She, I mean, Kira's not someone personally I'd want to be in the ring with in an ODQ match. I don't think I'd want to be in the in the, in a ring with Kira full stop. Her <laughs> kicks alone are enough to <laughs> to scare most people off. Let alone when she's got the ability to use anything she wants to use. But um, yeah, I mean, look, this these matches are again something that I you know kind of pride myself on at Ignite and telling you know having these stories thread through. So you know. Me and Taylor had the big blow off in the street fight. And then Nino and Taylor had the big blow off with me as referee. So, um, you know, and we, we try to have like some feuds and some stories that run through multiple shows. And here we are with Aluna and with Kira. Um, this is the big blow off match. It's a woman's no DQ match. You don't see that many of those around. You, they, they do happen, but they're, they're, you know, you don't get loads of them. And I think... I don't see that there's any reason why the women shouldn't, you know, women shouldn't be able to do what the men do on it on the shows. I don't understand why it's like, um, you know, we've had intergender matches at Ignite and I'll continue to do that as well. And I believe that the women should be able to challenge for both the titles as well. I don't, you know, I'm not also not that keen on women's divisions and titles at Ignite personally. I'm not saying um, that that's, you know, it doesn't work elsewhere. It does work. But for Ignite, personally, what I want to do is just, I will just want the women to be on kind of level pegging with the men. And so, yeah, that totally means them having no DQ matches and whatever match comes their way. Um, and yeah, I, I think this could be hopefully kind of like a real standout match for us to kind of highlight our women's division. Um, well, and not women's division, but women in Ignite is what I mean. So, yeah. And, you know, both Aluna's been with us now for a year and Kira's been with us just over a year. Um, so both mainstays as well and um you know Luna's is now one of the biggest fan favorites we have i don't I, there are very few people maybe mike maybe smash and mike might be the only one there are very few people who are loved as much as Luna at ignite so um and, uh, Luna seemingly you know one of the busiest people in on the indie scene she seems to pop up all up and down the country uh she was meant to be on a bccw show down here in the midlands last week um, but I think similar to what happened with, with yourself, she got a, a bigger book in and uh, with the promoters kind of grace, he he kind of encouraged it to take the bigger show. Um, yeah. But it just shows how her hard work and her commitment to performing week in and week out uh, is really starting to pay off for her. Yeah, I mean, like there are a few people who are working as regularly as she is right now. She is everywhere. Every time I open my Facebook, there's another promotion announcing Luna working on their show um and she's got it all she really has and she's I think people forget how how new into her career she is you know I think she's less than two years in like she you know she, but she just she's just she's just developing so fast she's got amazing charisma she's got an amazing look right out the gate she got incredible gear she just looked like a superstar from day one and 
that carries across and everyone loves her um and you know she's she's on every poster and graphic we do because she's she's just loved so much and um yeah i guess if she can get through kira it, like we were talking about true and nino i guess she would also have a claim to maybe a title shot at some point as well so watch this space talking of titles uh let's go with well the ignite championship the big one Corey and gene money Corey has been running rough shot for about a year now as champion um, yeah but he is taking on the belt collector is yeah. this arguably Corey's biggest challenge <clears throat> uh it's up there i mean mills and mike was probably yeah. you know mills is no easy person to get through either and he was a triple threat much generally but i think as a singles yeah this is his biggest challenge for sure you know Gene Money is one of the biggest names in the country right now. As we were just kind of mentioning with Luna, although it's kind of more expected to have Gene, if I'm honest, because he's been around much longer. But, you know, like with Luna, he's everywhere. He's literally everywhere. I don't think there's a... Maybe Rev Pro might be the only promotion in the country where that man's face doesn't pop up on a graphic or a poster. And, um, yeah, look, I've known him for a long time. He's one of my closest friends. Um, we ran Clash together. And, you know, there's a lot of history here with this as well um you know two years he ran shows in that building with me he's never had a title shot um you know we always said that you know we would never put ourselves in those positions as promoters and running shows you know so he never got the ability to challenge for a title in that venue and now he finally gets to come back gets to come back to 96 Shenley Road to Borenwood hasn't been you know he he main evented the first Ignite show um hasn't been back since him and Warren Banks were in the main event with Dexter um now he's finally coming back and now he's finally getting his title shot in the venue where he ran shows for two years. You know, what a story. And he's coming back as one of the biggest names in the entire country with, you know, stacks and stacks of five-star matches under his belt. And yeah, coming back to face Corey, who has like, I don't think we could have wished for a better, I'd say first champion. He's obviously not the first champion. Forrest Hayes will always be the first champion, but sadly didn't get to defend that title so um Corey's the kind of like first mainstay of champion the first champion who got to defend the title and, and have a run as champion and i we couldn't have wished for a better person to do that in hindsight um you know it's, it's not been easy to get that title off of him obviously it'll be a full year by the time we get to gold rush on sunday he won it at september's show last year um he's run through five or six different people now and can anyone take the title off him i don't know if anyone can i guess it's gene money right like you said this will probably be his toughest test um and probably one of the best matches we would have seen i think at ignite to be honest because they're just both of the guys are just so talented so yeah I just picking up on gene money um a guy that obviously you announced as a surprise return at the last show uh, there were fans sitting behind me in attendance prior to you announcing that they were saying that they hoped Gene wouldn't be back at some point. So they <laughs> were going mad when when the announcement was made. Regard if he wins the title or not, do you think that he it'd be someone that's going to be sticking around Ignite for future shows? Do you think he's going to have an extended run back in the company? Or was yeah. this a one-time deal if he doesn't win the title? No, I want to see him back. I want to see, I want to see Gene back. Look, uh, like I said, we're very close. And he's got a lot of history in that venue. And the fans still remember him. They still yeah. remember him. 
you know, he did, he wrestled in that venue for two years on every single show. And he he did our first show. And I know it's been, um, it'll be two, be two years in October since our first show. So we're nearly, we're nearly at two years. By the time we roll around to November, we would have hit our two year anniversary. And um, so it's been a long time since he's been back. But people, like you said, people are still asking about him. People still remember him. And that's the kind of character that he is. You know, I think you've only sometimes ever got to see him once and you're not going to forget him. He's so charismatic. He's so memorable. Um, There's no one else really like him, I don't think, on the scene. Um, So, yeah, he'll, if it's, you know, if I get my way, he'll be back and he'll be back for, for a run. Yeah. Awesome. Young Abigail and the family and her dad in particular will be happy with that news. Yeah, <laughs> those were the two. Those were the two also watch our show, uh, I believe. Yeah, and they uh, we promised them that we wouldn't swear, and I don't think I've swore once since the last... since <coughs> uh, Today. I think yeah, today, nearly slipped, one nearly slipped out, but yeah. I think yeah. I rested <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, main, well, the Turnbuckle Championship, our title, the prestigious title that we're so graceful that uh, uh, Ignite are allowing us to... to ha- A, allowed us to have, and, and B, allowed to put it on our show. Um, we travelled the, the country. Dave, you recommended us uh, Leiden. Very good. You, uh, so well done for your recommendation. Uh, me and CJ were talking about Lance Rivera for a while, although Dave did say that he looks a bit like Orange Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit of orange uh, vibe going on, isn't it? I don't picture. know if that's a, a, a compliment or not. But anyway, he was, again, a very, very top talent, uh, Midlands and, and up north way. But we couldn't have the title match without a Ignite mainstay or one of the Ignite mainstays in there. Probably you're talking about the hardest working guy. I see videos on Facebook at three o'clock in the morning when this guy's just going to bed. He's in the Rev Pro training ring. He's on a match. He's doing everything. So we had to put Smashing Mike in this match. But this match, I think we wanted it to be a workhorse title, CJ. And I think the three that we've got in there will absolutely nail that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it. Workhorse title. So, you know, the, the, Ideally, yeah, the best workers around the country from Midlands, from North, from South, from everywhere. Let's bring them all in and let's, let's, you know, let's really showcase that talent and see who's going to walk away with that turnbuckle championship show to show. And yeah, you say like you're grateful that that you, you have that title on our show. Well, I'm just grateful that we're able to work together and we're able to do this together. So um, it means a lot to me and to Ignite as well that, that we're doing this. And this is this is a... Um, this is a huge match and a huge chance to present a new championship for the first time. And for me, it is, it's very much going to be on par with the Ignite Championship as well. You know, someone, uh, I was having a conversation with someone about this just the other day. And I said, how do you see the new title coming in? Is it just going to be a secondary title? And I was like, no, I don't want it to just be seen as a secondary title. Like I want it to be seen as as important or at least, you know, if not on par, then very, very close to, you know, I want it to be a title that can also main event shows, you know, I want it to be seen in that light. The kind of, the way I described it was, you know, if you watch AEW, what Orange Cassidy did for that international championship, you know, in that international title that obviously they just main evented all out with that title. And, you know, and no, no one was like, why is that title main eventing? Because it was made to feel important. It was made to feel like it was up there with the main title. And that's what I want this championship to be about as well. So, yeah, like you said, we've got Lance Riviera, we've got George Lydon, two talents in the Midlands and the North who are, who are smashing it. Um, George is getting everywhere at the moment. He really is. And he is going to 
blow up very, very soon. And Lance is no stranger to championships himself. Um, he's still the current PEW champion. Um, he was the Wrestle Island champion as well. So he's held gold. Um, and, you know, Ignite's own, Smashing Mike. Like, I call him the people's champion now. Um, you know, I felt like even though he wasn't successful in that title main event at Buckle Up, maybe not so fairly if people saw the match. Um, some, you know, took a belt to the face from Corey. And I know it's a, I know it's a triple threat, so there's no DQs. But, you know, I feel like he maybe had that match potentially won and we could he could have been walking out with that title. So I think it's only fair that he gets a second opportunity for another championship personally. And like I was saying earlier, other than a Luna Blue, I, there's, you know, there's no one even close to Smashing Mike in terms of how much the crowd love love him it's it's crazy when you know when he comes out now the place just explodes um so yeah he's earned it you've put a card together here cj all six matches looking at them each and every one could steal the show and that's not hyperbole that's that's a fact yeah. if you look at the competitors uh, uh that you've got you know coming to people on sunday i mean george lyden friday night then at bccw he stole the show he, he was absolutely phenomenal and the kid, i yeah. think he's 19 20 i think he's just 20 yeah, yeah he just he's 20 this week yeah. yeah yeah um such he's he's gonna he's going places in wrestling 100 percent. and a lot of the guys on your card could say the same for um smashing mike though i think a lot of people were disappointed that he didn't come out with a title the last show he's got another opportunity now and like you say just uh, exactly the same as a luna blue all that hard work is paying off now and it wouldn't surprise me at all um you know all three of these have got a great shot but i think smashing mike's bringing a lot of momentum and a lot of fan power uh into this show on sunday yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, momentum is the one thing he's dead. I mean, I know he's not coming off of a win at the last one, but in terms of like a, a wave of momentum from the yeah. crowd and and that kind of like it's it's just been organic and natural. It's just it's just kind of like it's not something that I necessarily was like right from the beginning, right? I'm handpicking this guy. It just kind of happened. And it's yeah. like you sometimes you just can't hold that back. And yeah, I think there were a lot of very disappointed people at Buckle Up that he didn't walk out with that championship. So I guess we'll see if he can walk out with it this time. And um, yeah, look, I'm looking, I've been looking at that card as well. And it was always going to be very, very difficult to top Buckle Up. Yeah, hands down, I don't think it's even arguable that it's been the best Ignite show we've ever done. Every single fan that was there said that um, from top to bottom, it just was incredible. And, you know, that's partly down to you guys coming on board and being a part of that. So thank you for that. <laughs> and it was it was always going to, it's like that difficult second album almost, that follow up. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like when you have a smash hit, how do you come out with another smash hit straight off the back of that? And so it, it was going to be tricky, but I kind of feel like we we might do it. Like if I feel like this, you know, and in a, in a kind of weird kind of way, as much as I really, really wanted Act Two on this show, and my God, did I want Act Two on this show because I waited and waited. I mean, TK and Taylor in a singles could almost end up better in some ways, like have, coming straight off of that. You know, we could have, as, as gutted as I am to lose the tag match, it's like, hang on a minute, we've now got another singles match that could steal the show here as well. Like this could, and then you've got Gene Money and Corey, that you just said, Lydon's in that freeway, and he is legit going to like, 
12 months from now, he's going to be on Rev Pro and smashing it and stealing the show. I promise you, I guarantee that. And, you know, you've got a no, you've got a no DQ women's match with two women who hate each other and there's an all-out war there and they've got the grudge and the feud behind them. True and Nino, who are two talents that could slot into any promotion in the country easily. I mean, Nino's now getting about everywhere. Like, he's been tearing it up at attack. He is purpose champion. Um, and probably our strongest breakout match of the whole year. So it's like, wow. Like like you said, I really do think any of these matches could be matches of the match of the night. Um, and look, I'm a promoter, I'm an ex-wrestler, but I'm also a wrestling fan. And and, and I, I, I've been a fan all my life. And I try to book cards and shows that I will enjoy as a fan, as well as that I think the fans will enjoy. And yeah, as a fan myself, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, and I've just got to say this. Obviously, we started the show by talking about the unfortunate news that Act 2 weren't going to appear. But everybody knows now that Act 2 were ready and willing and they were going to be there on Sunday. So there's almost extra stakes on Taylor and TK, really, to represent their teams because they know Act 2 are in the background. So, you know, that's an opportunity for either the Rebellion or for Sunshine Machine to potentially face Act 2 in the future. So whoever wins in that match could get a little, um, you know, at one foot on the on a card in the future with that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, God, that's a match I'd love to see. What you just thrown that out there, and I'm just thinking now in my head, I'm thinking, my God, Act 2 and Sunshine Machine, what a match that would be. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Booker strikes again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to wrap, we're going to start wrapping up. You've got less than 30 tickets to go. Yeah. To get yeah. Out. Yeah. Where can anyone get their tickets from if they have, if you haven't already, you're stupid, but where, where, <laughs> where yeah, we're, we're down to under 30 tickets. That's legit. That's not like promote a hyperbole. That's not that we're legit under 30 tickets. You know, buckle up, sold out. We're hoping, hoping we can sell this one out as well. So yeah, 96 dot eventbrite .co.uk is where you want to go to get your tickets, one that will last 20 or so tickets. Um, because once they're gone, they're gone. There will be no more. 28 uh, to be exact. CJ, 28. Oh, down there we go. You counted. <laughs> I had the seat. I can't really see it, but I've got the seating map there. 28, 28 left. <clears throat> He's on it. He's on it. Down to the last 28 tickets. Grab one of them before Sunday because once they're gone, they're gone. Right. Yeah. So um, and also, yeah, check out Ignite Wrestling Pro on Facebook. Check out Ignite Wrestling Pro on YouTube. Every single match we've ever had since day one is on there. Um, Ignite Rest Pro on Twitter, Ignite Rest Pro on Instagram, and Ignite Wrestling Pro on TikTok. Check us out. They're all our contents on there. Um, obviously, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, you'll find all the links for tickets as well. You'll see all our future shows. Um, yeah. Follow us, get tickets, tickets to the next show, 12th of November, Curtain Call 2 are on sale already as well. Mm -hmm. And that is featuring, as announced today, the return of Joe Lando, who he, but last time we saw him, he was facing Corey McRae to determine who was going to be the champion for the vacant Ignite Championship after Forrest Hayes sadly had to vacate that. So that was, you know, and those two tore the house down down on that show so um yeah i can't wait to have can't wait to have joe back we will be there as well we're getting our tickets so we're going to be there on the 12th and ever you will see also the debut of junior buckle he is going to be there 
my lad Riley will be making. He's not. He's not wrestling by any stretch. The imagination. Yeah, not wrestling yet. <laughs> yet, but he is making his uh, uh, turnbuckle and ignite debut. He he will be there as well. Um, I need to end this on on this. Um, I get asked this question quite a bit, and I think we're at a stage now where I can end the podcast with this. The question I get asked, and I got this asked at Rev Pro, and I got this asked by a few wrestlers that we've had on. Actually, before we do that. Hang on one second. Let's just talk about what we've got coming up tomorrow. Doug Williams will be on the podcast uh, tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. Can't wait for that. Uh, yes, Dave, you keep doing his pose. Um, you, you, the, the fact that when we wasn't announced, when we said to Dave, you can't announce DDP, he went like that uh, to give it away. Uh, kind of, can't uh, keep secrets. Don't tell me any secrets, CJ. Yeah, do not, do not, <laughs> do not stick through me. Um, and then this uh, next Wednesday we have the tough, the first ever tough enough winner, three-time hardcore champion Maven. Uh, oh, yeah. Maven Huffman will be coming on the show to talk all things wrestling and his YouTube channel, which has blown up big time uh, over the last few uh, weeks and months. Uh, there may be some more guests, but I'm not going to name them yet. Let's just get to the what I was going to say. And for so anybody I... that hasn't okay. seen the uh, show with the Brooklyn Brawler the other night, oh, I mean that yeah. that that was such a great show. Really entertaining guy. Really told some great stories. So if anybody hasn't seen it, check out our YouTube uh, yeah. page. And, uh, and yeah, it's well worth an hour of your time. Yeah, Can I just say, I listened to that Brooklyn Brawler episode yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It really was. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I recommend it to anyone to listen. I also listened to the DDP one this morning. Yeah. Um, I was a bit behind, so I'm trying to catch up. It's all right. Both, both though, excellent, excellent interviews, excellent podcasts. I'd recommend both of those two. Get, get on the YouTube channel. Go find them. I li personally listening to them on Apple Podcasts, but obviously check them out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and yeah, there's some amazing interviews on there. Those two especially. Yeah, so, Brooklyn Brawler is on his way to Florida to earn a lot of money uh, to basically tell the stories that he told us for a lot cheaper. Than yeah, as he, I love how he started it with that. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you, you know, I'm just going to say the same stories I'm going to say today. They're paying me loads of money to say them. So I'm, yeah. I'm you're getting them all here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting them all here for, for like a 95% of the difference of whatever. <laughs> and the, um, the comment he told us after, I know you put it on Facebook, Ad, but yeah. it was very complimentary about, about us at the end, which is always nice to hear as well because. We always like to um, be respectful to our guests and our wrestlers, and we want them to feel comfortable. and And he was very complimentary. So, thank you, Steve, for a, 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 a agreeing to come on the show. Yeah, uh, for what was a great interview for us. It was indeed. Now, let me get back so I can end this uh, as I was going to end with um, the question I get asked uh, by fans and by wrestlers, and even wrestlers now as well, was: Are hitting the turnbuckle and ignite going to be collaborating again? a show in the future um i will leave it with this and, and i think it'll be the best way i'm not going to sign off the signature way so i'll thank cj for his time now i'll thank our problem child as usual for his time uh now and i will leave you with this parting comment in a partial answer to your question buckle up 2024 good night everybody Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.